Hello, hello, and welcome to another Toon Network Match Report. I'm Adam, and I'm going to discuss the defeat yesterday at home to Bournemouth. We lost the game due to a last-minute header by Steve Cook in the dying minutes of the game. Real sucker punch, so frustrating. The whole game was really frustrating, uh, given how well we'd started. And I'll start from the start, but... Yeah, I would have got the video out a bit earlier yesterday, but A, I was really angry, B, I was going out, so here it is. Bit day late, but um, I'd rather get the thoughts out when I've maybe had a night's sleep and I could be a bit more composed with what I'm going to say rather than a rant, because I like to be at least um, considered in what I say. I don't like to just shout the odds for the sake of it. I want to try and get to the bottom of quite what happened yesterday and see what the future looks like moving forward because we've got some tough fixtures ahead. So, team news yesterday, well the, biggest, well the biggest thing for me was the formation change. So Perez was dropped. A lot of people were calling for him to be dropped, not as effective enough, not creative enough, although he, worked his, he usually works his socks off, but sometimes not enough in the Premier League. And... Dwight Gill was brought into the fold to play up top. So we had the classic big man, little man dynamic, which um, we've seen in years gone by with Andy Cole, Peter Beardsley, Shira Bellamy and the like. So usually it, it, there's a logic to it. There's a fast, smaller player who can play off the shoulder. You've got a tall target man who can, who's good in the air, can flick things on. So in theory, that, that seemed to be great, and, and I really like the fact that Rafa just kind of sprung this on everyone, even us, and it probably disrupted the preparation that Bournemouth had had for this game, uh, given the fact that they probably prepared and set up for us playing a 4-2-3-1 a, you know, formation. And I like kind of how bold that formation was. I mean, 20 years ago, 4-4-2s four, four is you know, it's bread and butter in the Premier League, but... Times have changed now, the, the lone strikers a lot more in vogue and, you know, to play two up front it, it was about as assertive and about as attacking as Rafa Benitez has been since he joined Newcastle. So I was really, I was really encouraged by that. Marino was suggested that he still got injured um, with that back injury, it's still troubling him and he's probably going to be out for a couple of weeks. Hopefully he'll have a chance to return after the international break for the Man United game, but if not, hopefully be there for the Watford game at home on the 25th. So, that was quite encouraging, and the big news, obviously, that Perez had been dropped. Lejeune uh, retained his place again, I guess for to keep consistency and to give him more game time to get comfortable and help settle, which we talked about in the last video. So I thought the first half was really strong. I thought we imposed ourselves. We were assertive. We looked like we really wanted to score. Uh, we really tested Begovic with some really strong uh, long-range shots. The first one was like a, a fizzing drive from Richie, which Begovic got down well. It just an absolutely amazing save. I was I was right behind it where I was sitting in the stand, and it, it did move a bit, and Begovic just got the slightest of touches on it, and it, it was a really, really good save. After that, you had um, like some sort of Atsu having a drive from range, and Begovic was in full stretch. Although, given his frame and given the position, I mean, it was on target, it was hitting the roof of the net. But I think because of Begovic's 
height and frame and, 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 and reach that was probably more comfortable than he made it look. I think it was a bit more of a, a match of the day save um, for the highlights reel. But we asked the question and they had to respond. And they were under the cosh a lot in the first half. I thought we were running, a lot th running it well. I loved uh, Hayden's effort yesterday, just in general. But in, in, in the first half, he just seemed to be everywhere. It was the late runs. He was popping up in the channels on the wings. He just seemed to be involved in everything. Um, and I thought, I thought Richie looked dangerous as well. And then obviously Richie had another chance where he cut inside from the right. And probably not from a too dissimilar position as his, as, his, as his drive earlier that he tried a curler. Begovic was beaten hands down. Ball bounces out from the post and Gale taps in. And obviously we, we all erupt, but it was later judged to be offside. Now I'd heard rumours at half-time that um, Paul Merson was saying that it was offside, so I took that with a pinch of salt. But I've since seen a still. I, I didn't watch Match of the Day last night. I don't know why anyone would. Um... <clears throat> never do when Newcastle lose but I've seen a still of uh, the moment the you know Richie had the shot and Gale's Gale's not offside that, 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 that's a legitimate goal chalked off by the officials who as much as they didn't get any major decisions beyond that um, clearly offside goal wrong I thought they made some very very odd there was some just very odd calls throughout the game but I don't know why I'm defending them. They've got a very, very crucial call wrong there. And that should be 1-0. And I was capitalising on a lot of possession. And I think we go 1-0 up. We grow from strength to strength. And Bournemouth's heads drop. I think that's what happens. So at the other end, Elliot was called on to make a save from a looping header, which he which he, he made very well. And there was another chance where we thought that one of their strikers might have been offside in the move and it came to them on the edge within the six-yard box and Elliot made a really strong uh, point-blank save um, from their striker. I can't remember if it was King or Wilson or whatever. Um, <clears throat> so there'd been chances at both ends, but I did feel going into half-time, Newcastle had edged it and Newcastle were good for a goal and we were really going for it. You know, um, <clears throat> I thought uh, Mark Pugh for them seemed to be pulling their strings. You, you know, seemingly, seemingly quite an unglamorous player, and I hadn't really noticed him much before, but I, 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 he just seemed to be involved in everything for me, for them. And yeah, I, I, I thought he was maybe going to do something. Daniels for them, their left back, really tall, rangy guy. He obviously scored that screamer against Chelsea. He almost had a chance to do so. Well, he had a couple of chances, I thought, to do so. One was blocked and one he skied. But there were just kind of warning signs that there were a threat on the break. And it, you know, I noticed, um, you know, the biggest mismatch of the whole afternoon was Christian Atsu versus Simon Francis at right back. And Begovic, almost every goal kick or every time he had the ball in his hands, he aimed it for Simon Francis because he knew it was a free header. But, you know, credit to Atsu, every time that ball came, he knew he wasn't going to jump. He wasn't going to let himself be demoralised. He still made an attempt to challenge for the ball, which I think should be commended, because every single time he was up, he knew he wasn't going to win it. Francis won pretty much every single... Well, he did win every single, um, every single ball. <clears throat> 
So yeah, so and and, and it was really encouraging to see Hosselu and Gale link up, and they both seem to have almost like a bit of revigoration. You know, they they both seem to come to life a bit more. There was a really good dynamic between the two, and there's a there was a chance where Gale had some really good work. Gale had broke through. And they, were, they were driving centrally at the, at the defence. Bournemouth were all over the place. Gale just slipped it sideways to Hosselu, who I thought was going to have a crack. And maybe if the Hosselu, directly after the West Ham game, confidence is high, he's going to have a crack. But his confidence is very low because he hasn't scored for a while. Liverpool goal was <coughs> not really down to his um, confidence. It was just a bit, a bit lucky, really. But he passed it wide to Richie, who green crossed for Gale, who found Gale. It was blocked by the defender corner. So it was a really good move, but I felt one of those strikers, if they're playing with confidence, you just smash it from there. Centrally, just have a go. Just just go. We've seen how close we came from long-range efforts before. Just have a go. Test Begovic. Ask the question. Knock on the door. Um, so just another wasted opportunity there <clears throat> um, in the first half. In the second half, I thought Bournemouth came out with a lot more confidence. I think Eddie Howe said to them, look, the longer they go without scoring, things are going to get a bit shaky, so take the game to them. And that's exactly what they did. And as much as I thought we won the first half in terms of chances created and you know, dominance, Bournemouth absolutely won the second half. Um, they had numerous clear-cut chances. Uh, there was two, so there's... There's two where they were through on goals. The first one, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure how he's missed. I think it was Wilson. Um, Elliot did really well to come out. He was quick off his line to make himself big, and he obviously put him off enough. But you got to believe that. Should, I just expected it to hit the net. The second one, they I think it hit the post. It came out. We cleared off the line. It was really close. We, we just seemed to be all over the place, and we were really <clears throat> we were struggling to get a grip on the game and, and retain control. You know, we had a couple of chances. Shelby played an amazing ball through for, for Gale, but again, Gale's a bit rusty. Put, touch was really poor, but he was through. Perez came on for Hosselu, which changed the way we had to play. We basically had two guys playing up front who weren't amazing in the air. Gale, to his credit, and, and I must say I was really impressed with his performance yesterday, given him being out the side for so long. He was winning a couple of headers, but you know the size of him, he's not going to win too many against that Bournemouth defence. So I'd, by taking off the target man and bringing Perez on, I thought it was quite an odd decision from Rafa Benitez. Um, it kind of shows, it tells us a lot about Mitrovic, I think, but we'll get into that a bit later. You, you know, we kind of seem to lose something a bit in the final third towards the end of the game. And even when, and when Atsu came off, and replaced by Murphy, who, bless him, just had a shocker. He was a nice, looked so out of his depth, Murphy. Every decision he made put us under more danger, which I, <laughs> he's definitely not ready to start. He's definitely he's almost not ready to come on as a sub yet because he's really not up to pace. He looks lightweight. There's, he's obviously a talented kid because we wouldn't have paid that much for him and Rafa wouldn't have sanctioned his move. But I think he's got a long way to come before he's ready to challenge our two wingers, which is dangerous because with Aaron sort of being as injury prone as he is, we have very few options on the wings. We really do. We've got Atsu and Richie. We're relying on them solely. 
Maybe we see Perez played out wide as a, as a make weight if one of those gets injured. I don't know. I don't know how it will work out. Obviously, um, Lascelles came off injured as well. He, he'd been bashed in the first half. He got stretched as, as, as well in the, in the second half. He came on. But to be honest, that's probably the one position we had the most capable replacement of in Kieran Clark. He came on and just kind of slotted in. But I was really impressed with uh, Florian Lejeune's performance. I thought he... Again, improved even more so, and he, he was composed. And I love the way he brings the ball out of defence. He's a ball playing centre back, but he just drives forward, and he's very sort of attacking minded. He's a bit like Mbemba in that sense that he, he he enjoys having the ball. He's confident on it, and he can find a pass to the wings. So that was good, and I thought he he, he commanded the air, and he had showed some nice touches as well to be able to clear the ball out. So. I, th I thought he played well as well, as well as Hayden kind of running the show. But look, we were given warning signs. Corner corners, we had 11, which is a lot, but they had nine. And with the height that they've got on that side, that's always going to be a danger, like from those nine corners. And obviously, <clears throat> from those nine corners, the last one was the most critical and the crucial. And Steve Cook rose. I thought the delivery was excellent. And... It was just an amazing head. It was a really good set play. And I, I, I kind of, from their second half performance, I can't say that they didn't deserve that because they took the game to us. And, you know, I was chatting to some people at the end of the game and they actually saw Eddie Howe, the last 10 minutes, ushering his men forward because he smelled blood, because he could, he could feel a goal. Those two clear-cut chances that they couldn't put away, he felt that there was something there and that we'd, we'd dropped and the quality of our side diminished the minute Hosolu and Atsu came off the pitch. You know, we were no longer that threat in the in, in the final third. Perez had a chance when he was through on goal, <clears throat> but he got crowded out, didn't get a shot away. Atsu had a chance where he kind of snatched it a bit, sliced it. It was quite close to the top corner, actually, but he, again, we need to be testing the goalkeeper if we're, if we're going to try and score, which has been a continuing problem for us. So we did create a few more chances, but again, we didn't take them in the first half and Bournemouth have capitalised and there, that, that that header was excellent and it sucked a punch and basically did to us what we did to Crystal Palace a couple of weeks ago and they played a very much a Burnley game. I, I, I thought they, they, yeah, it was it was a very similar performance. Actually, I think we were very much like Burnley in the first half because the way we dominated, we had long-range sh long shots that came close. But, look, we're getting beat, but these are like tight 1-0 games that could go either way. I think there was a bit of a meltdown on Twitter last night, which you can imagine, given there's a lot of controversy around the formation, around the substitutions, but we're not getting turned over. The problem's not in defence, clearly, because you are going to concede goals, you are going to lose games. <clears throat> but... It's up front. It's creativity. It's getting shots on target. We got four shots on target out of twelve yesterday, and that's not that's not good enough. That's really not good enough. You know, um, at, at home, it's not. You know, we've lost to, to a team we really need to be winning against. They're a team who have been low on confidence. And they've been in the relegation zone. Yes, they won their last away game. That's two away wins for them on the bounce now for Bournemouth. So I think their season's starting. To, that's like, that was probably a catalyst for their season. 
but we need to show more at home. We need to be... I, I hope this isn't a case that Rafa's been bitten with the 4-4-2 and he's not going to try it again. I hope not, because I felt we were certainly creating more chances than we had done in the, in the previous couple of games against Burnley and against Crystal Palace. And there was a good dynamic up front, and I thought our wingers were really good as well. Again, Shelby seemed to have more to aim at. Hayden was making his late runs because we, and I, and I, you know, we didn't. I wondered if we'd make it with the formation. You know, we didn't play too many direct long balls. We did use the wings. It was really attractive to watch the the, the game. We it was we were having a proper game of football. Both sides were contributing to that. But yeah, we just we we we've rude we've rude the chances. One thing I noticed from corners was that we we were never putting somebody. We had every man back in the in, in the in the in the penalty box. T to put like an Atsu or a Gale, who aren't going to do much in the penalty box anyway against that height, to put one of them on the halfway line would have pushed a couple of their defenders back and maybe diminished their threat from set players, which obviously they have in abundance and probably one of the few ways that they were going to score, given that they were poor in the final third. Otherwise, in the in the, in the first half and the second half, of those chances missed, but. With all our men back, it sort of encourages them to just, right, we'll just throw the big boys forward. And as much as they'd probably maybe put a couple of smaller guys back, like wing backs like we do, on a corner to, to mark the one guy, we just then didn't have an outlet. You know, we've got Shelby, we've got Richie, we've got even Lejeune can spray a ball 40, 50, 60 yards for players like Atsu and Gale, quick players, to run onto. We didn't do that. And it, I, I don't know if that just encouraged more threat from them from corners and that might be why that might be why why they ended up scoring from a corner it might be one of the, the the reasons that they had confidence and just absolutely went for it so that was you know that was disappointing I thought the referee was a bit weird as well obviously I've mentioned it before I thought just a few weird yellow yellow cards I know there was a, there's a, there was an obvious push on Lejeune in the far corner and I think he, I, th I think it was dissent that, that led to a yellow card but I mean, it was a it was a clear push from the from the attacker on Lejeune, but it was absolutely not given. I mean, I could see it, and I was on the other side of the pitch, and that that that's kind of a bit of incompetence for me. You've you obviously looked at the incompetence for the disallowed goal that probably should have stood as well, and then in the second half you see like Shelby getting a yellow card, and I, I honestly couldn't tell you what it was for. If anyone knows what he got a yellow card for, I couldn't tell you. It seemed to be just a standing challenge. Play didn't go down. It wasn't a dangerous challenge. It was just, it's a free kick. It's, it's, it's nothing more. It's not even a talking to by the referee. It's just a free kick. Get on with it. And he booked him. And so is he getting booked for just being Shelby? I, I, I didn't understand. So there was, a, there was a few like that. And there was a few when, you know, we had a penalty claim that I haven't had a chance to see again. No, it probably wasn't from what I remember. But there's a penalty claim. There was a, there was a chance where we were thrown goal after they'd scored. Last man, and I think I thought that was a clear foul. Took him out. Nothing, not even a free kick. So there was a lot of inconsistency from the referee. I thought it was very, very odd, really odd performance. And I think certainly the linesman, as much he missed that offside goal, he got it wrong, and he didn't seem to be keeping up with play for me well enough to, in other situations either. Whether the one side on or offside, he wasn't in the right position to be able to tell you one way or another. I thought Mankio had a terrible game. 
I thought he was really poor and I, I felt there was a couple of times where he bombarded forward, we lost the ball and then twice he's having to chase back and he leaves us, leaving us exposed on that, on that right wing. That was an issue. You know, it happened once and then he did it again five minutes later. It's his risk that he's bombing forward. If it happens, appreciate that sometimes passes, other people make mistakes and the passes don't go to him, but it's still his risk to move out of position. And then he didn't even sprint hard enough back to get there. He's relying on midfielders and other people to, 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 to cover him. That's not good enough. He needs to wake up. I've mentioned Murphy looked completely out of his depth. But I thought Lejeune played well, Shelby played well. Richie looked really dangerous, unlucky not to score. Gale was much much improved coming back into the side. I thought Hayden played really, really well. I I, I seem to sort of like have picked him out. Um, he just seemed to be everywhere for me. He put in a solid performance to show that, you know, if Marino isn't in the side, we have a really good option instead of him and Shelby in Hayden. Um, <clears throat> box to box, late runs were really impressive. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, you know, yeah, I just think he was everywhere. And that was a game that could have gone either way. If we, if that disallowed goal had gone in, great. I don't want to get too carried away. We've we've had four defeats this season with 11 men, and they've all been 1-0s. People arguing, well, we shouldn't be losing against Bournemouth, Huddersfield, Brighton, Burnley. I, I, I agree to an extent. None of those teams are very special. And all of those games could have gone either way. But, let's think about it. You definitely didn't expect to draw at home to Liverpool. You definitely didn't expect us to draw away to Southampton. And you definitely didn't expect us to win away to Swansea. Home to West Ham and Stoke. So, for all that, oh, we have this divine right to beat these teams. No, we don't. But let's look at the points we have won against arguably better sides than we've been losing against. So yeah, we need to be more effective up front. That's that's without question. Everybody knows that. Everyone can see that. And hopefully it'll come the more chances we create. Maybe this 4-4-2, and I hope he doesn't ditch it, maybe this 4-4-2 is a chance for us to assert ourselves at home because we play like that, we did in the first half again, we'll probably score one, two, and it puts a game to bed sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. But 2-0 up at home... Usually, well, you know, the, the visiting team, confidence is rocked. So, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We're currently in 11th, I think. We, we're steady. We do have a, we do have, we're going away to Man United next. Which will be a very tough ask. But Man United have been, they haven't been scoring a lot. They've been very solid defensively lately. But they haven't been scoring a lot, so maybe we can be solid enough defensively and we can grind out a nil-nil or a one-one perhaps. It's likely we'll lose. But again, let's not go mental if we do. We we have a very we have probably one of the poorest squads, pound for pound, in the in the in the league. But what Rafa's doing as a unit, tactically, is is elevating us up the league because he gives us confidence. Look, the last time Twitter last time I saw Twitter like this. We'd been, we'd, we had a couple of defeats at the start of the season. We then went on a three-game winning run. And, 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 you know, this was at a time where Mike Ashley didn't even look like close to leaving the club. We're on the, hopefully on the brink of a takeover. We're still steady in mid-table. Before the, uh, before the start of the season, after 11 games, you'd take us being in 11th. You just would, all day. 
We just need to get through. Hopefully till January we've got a bit of money to spend. We just need to get through. We need to get some potent strikers who are going to hit the target more. It doesn't, you know, we're not going to be able to bring in anyone incredible, but we need somebody who's just effective. We need more options off the bench, for example. Murphy off the bench is, seems a wasted sub because he's not giving us that impact. Mitrovic, if Benitez really doesn't fancy Mitrovic, if he really doesn't, Let's move them on. Let's move anybody else on out of the first team who's taking up wages, who's taking up places on the bench, and bring people in that we can play that are going to be an impact and are going to deepen the strength of our squad. That's what, that's what we need. We, we, we don't have much off the bench. We were weaker with our subs yesterday. And when we were weaker, their tails went up. Uh, you know, their heads went up and, 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 and they... they, they they pushed for the win because they, they, they felt that they were a stronger outfit. And they were. And they deserved the win because of it. Because they went for it. So, it's, it's difficult. Yes, we should, be, we should hopefully be beating a team like that who are in the relegation zone. But, they're an established Premier League side who have had a bad start of the season which maybe masks their ability a bit. So, Bournemouth were a good side. They were very good yes, last season. Josh King was incredible the second half of last season. He was scoring for fun. So let's not get, look, I I'm not going to go on too longer, but, you know, let's not go overboard. Let's just take the positives from where we can. I think there's something in the 4-4-2. We've got an international break. Marino's to come back. That's going to strengthen us. Hopefully Lascelles' injury isn't going to be too long either. And maybe it gives him a good couple of weeks to work on a Hosselu-Dwight Gale partnership. I'd like to see maybe more of that. It looked all right. It looked, and with a bit of confidence, maybe we can do something with it. So I like the fact Rafa's changing up a bit. The risk didn't pay off yesterday, but let's not lambast him too much. Let's not lambast, you know, the players. We, we, they know they're not um, up to scratch. We know they're not. Apparently there were a few boos at half uh, full-time yesterday. I heard a couple... Come on, man. You know, we're, we are what we are, and there's only so much we can do with what we have. Rafa's trying his hardest. The squad is what it is. It's limited, and we need strengthening, and a lot of that comes from the owner. Remember that comes from the owner, the current owner. We weren't given the funds that we needed in summer. Deals weren't signed off quick enough, and we lost targets. So, perspective. Okay, there's lots of positives to take. Let's not go mental, people. I'm disappointed with the defeat. It, again, it could have gone either way. It was so tight, but we're not getting turned over. That's important. That's really important that for confidence and for, men, for momentum that we're not getting turned over. Two one nils that could have gone either way, home and away in the last week. Let's just write it off. Let's just put it in bed. Let's move on to Manchester United. And then after that, we've got Watford at home who are very, very good. That's going to be such a tricky game. But again, at home, we should be looking to beat everybody. We really, really should. And by then, hopefully, maybe the 4-4-2, we've had a few more weeks to work on it. Any more for any more? Um, no. Do you think we'll... Yeah, comment below. Do you think we'll stick with a 4-4-2 or, or do you think Rafa is once bitten, twice shy? I'd love to hear from you. Anyway, I've been Adam from the Toon Network. Sorry it hasn't been 
a, a, a win, but all we can do is hope, move on, and look to the next one. Thanks very much. If you've enjoyed the video, please subscribe. We've got some great videos. Check out my takeover video as well from a couple of weeks ago. Um, some takeover reaction there. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're on iTunes and SoundCloud as well if you want the audio version of this video and that you prefer to, to listen rather than see my ugly mug on your, on your monitor or screen. Thanks very much. Really appreciate the comments that you keep... Um, button below it means a lot uh, to hear your feedback thanks very much see you later bye -zy bye